Amen. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, worship team. Let's get up for these guys. Thank you all so much for leading us. It's a great crew. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, good morning, everybody. Glad you guys are here. If I haven't met you, my name is Mitchell, and I'm a lead pastor here at Antioch, and just glad you guys decided to worship with us. You guys thankful for Jesus? He's so good to us. He's so amazing. So thankful for him. Um, before we get going in our message, um, this weekend has been fun and busy for a few of our college students. Uh, this week um, started spring break for a lot of university or for U of A and JBU, and we're bringing a crew of about 13 folks with us on our spring break mission trip that we call Revive. And so uh, right after service today, we are heading to Norman, Oklahoma to go partner with the church there and do some outreach uh, to those Sooners. Because they, they really need Jesus, okay? <laughs> Razorbacks do too, but anyways, I'm just messing with you. But I'm excited to go do some outreach on campus. Um, and we've been spending time together this weekend here at the church, doing some teachings, worshiping, praying, and getting filled up with the Lord. And even last night, um, uh, groups of our students went out to Northwest Arkansas in different restaurants to go share Jesus and offer to pray for people. And there were just multiple seeds sown all over this region last night and some encouraging conversations, some people that got blessed and prayed for all over Northwest Arkansas, which is so amazing. So, so proud of our college students. But what we want to do is we want to pray for them. Uh, so if you are coming on Revive with us, why don't you stand up real quick. Go ahead, just stand up. We're going to pray for you guys. Go ahead and stand on up. Let's go. Hey, if you are next to one of these people um, or know one of them, can you just go put a hand on their shoulder real quick? We're just going to pray for God's favor and his blessing and his peace to cover all of these folks as we go on Revive this week. All right, ready, set, pray. Just go ahead and start praying. Father, we thank you so much for everyone that has said yes to go on this trip. And Lord, I thank you that we are not going alone. We are going in your power and your strength. Father, we're not confident in and of ourselves, but confident in you that you will show up this week. I pray your blessing, your favor, your protection over each of these people that are going. And Lord, we we ask right now sovereignly that you would go before us and you would prepare the way. You would lead us to those that are hungry, that their hearts are already stirring with a desire to know you. And Lord, we just trust your hand of favor and blessing over this trip. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Good stuff. It's just so fun when people say yes to the mission of God. It's so, so great. So I'm excited. Me and my family are leading that trip, and we're excited to go to Revive. Okay, well, um, we are about to start our uh, part two of our message, I Do Not Have a Spirit of Fear. Um, But I mentioned this last week, we have invited some children from our kids' ministry to help us get started on these messages and to read our theme verse. And so last week we had Emerson Paul read uh, our verse for us. Uh, Today, there's a young man that I know fairly well. Uh, He's my oldest son, Josiah Welch, is going to read our verse for us. Come on up here, buddy. (laughs) All right. He requested that he would hold the microphone, and I'm not going to hold it for you. Right, buddy? You want to take over, don't you? For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7. Woo-hoo! Way to go, buddy. (laughs) Proud of you, man. That's awesome. Put that up on the screen one more time. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, 
but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So we are talking about the truth that as children of God, we do not have a spirit of fear. Look at somebody next to you and say, I do not have a spirit of fear. All right, look at somebody else and say, you do not have a spirit of fear. Tell them. Tell them. Awesome. Feels good just saying it. All right, so these next few weeks, we're focusing on really just overcoming fear. It's such an amazing privilege. We sang about it a little bit this morning. Because we are children of God, God, I mean, think about the, the subject of like who we're a ch- child of. God Almighty, powerful, glorious, protector, our shield, our shelter. Because we're his children, we don't have to be afraid. We are safe in him. And the re- one of the reasons that we're doing this series is because it's biblical truth, but also fear has been coming at us in so many different ways in so many different directions in our culture lately. In fact, I read some quotes last week about how America in some ways is driven by a culture of fear, and we do not want to cave to that because that is not from the Lord. And my hope is that through this series is that we learn more and more and more how to conquer fear, how to overcome fear, how to not cave under the pressure of the what-ifs, but to trust God more and more. And last week, I emphasized the authority that Jesus has over this spirit of fear. Do you guys believe that Jesus has all authority in heaven and earth? Every knee will bow. Everything will come under the authority and the power of the name of Jesus. And not only that, if you are a child of God, his authority lives inside of you. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And he has given us that authority as well to rebuke a spirit of fear when it comes. And it was so powerful last week. So many of us responding uh, to this message and acknowledging that we have struggled with fear and coming forward, receiving prayer, just multiple people just weeping under just the presence of God, just believing that weights are being lifted off of, of fear and oppressive thoughts and just excited for the Lord to keep working in us. We love those moments, but, you know, it's a lifestyle of learning how to overcome fear. And I'm excited for this morning. And I'm going to read this verse, and this is kind of my prayer as we go into the day and, and kind of the feel that I'm going for as we continue to dive into this message. This is from Psalm 112, verse 6 through 8. I'm going to pray this over us, and then we'll jump in. It says this. It says, For the righteous will never be moved. He will, never, he will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. So I'm going to just pray that over us. Just believe in the Lord's going to help us. Have firm and steady hearts trusting in the Lord. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter what fears might be coming your way, that our heart is going to be steady and firm. Why? Because we're trusting in God. Amen. Someone pray for us. Lord, we just submit our hearts to you this morning again. Lord, we need you. And Lord, I just ask you as we continue to process this talk and this topic that lord you would increase the firmness of our heart the peace of our heart the steadiness in our heart because you are a trustworthy god and lord i pray if anyone's just feeling heavy feeling nervous lord help us release your peace you are so trustworthy the righteous will never be shaken or moved we can trust in you lord so do a work in us this morning in jesus name amen 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 
All right, let me put up the slide that I showed last week. It kind of is an overview of how we are responding when, uh, to fear. Okay, there's three points here, uh, kind of in summary. So, one, we are not ignoring fear, but instead we are confronting it. Two, we are not agreeing with the spirit of fear. We are rebuking it. And three, we are not settling for a spirit of fear. We are overcoming. Now, that first one, literally by doing this series, we are confronting the spirit of fear. So, check. Way to go. We did number one together. Number two is mainly kind of what I focused on last week is when fear comes, we're not agreeing with that fear, but by the power and the authority of Jesus, we are rebuking that fear. And then today starts kind of this week and next week. Jeremy's going to preach next week. We're going to give you guys some tools, some practical equipping on how do we not settle with fear, make it part of our identity, and say things that, oh, I'm just a fearful person, or I'm just an anxious person, or I'm just a worried person. No, 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 no. We don't, we don't want to settle for that because that's not the identity God gave you. We want to learn how to overcome. And I'm going to give you guys some practical equipping uh, this morning on how to overcome the spirit of fear. Now, let me, uh, let me say, let me comment on this. Last week, I showed you or told you that the most common and most repeated command in Scripture is what? Do not be afraid or do not fear. Now, listen, that's Scripture, and it's amazing, and it's the Word of God. But l- be honest with me. When you're feeling afraid, you don't want somebody to tell you, don't be afraid. <laughs> you're like, uh, I am. <laughs> what do I do? I, I already am. <laughs> Okay. Now listen, that, that command is so good for us to know that the Lord said this a lot. When angels showed up to people, don't be afraid. The Lord speaks, don't be afraid. Okay, And it gives us, I'll say it this way, it gives us an aim of what we're going for. We're not going for a lifestyle of embracing our fear, but we're going for a lifestyle of overcoming and not giving in to our fear. And so th- the point of me bringing that up to you guys is the reality that fear will come. There is no promise in Scripture that uh, we're not going to be tempted by things. But there are promises in Scripture that when we are tempted, we can overcome. And so all of us will face some form of fear or at least be tempted to fear. But the more I live my own life and walk with other people, uh, uh, we just we don't know how to respond when the fear comes, you know, other than freaking out and hoping it goes away. But. By the grace of God, I'm going to try to communicate something that will be very helpful for you this morning on what, how you can respond when fear comes. And listen, fear comes in so many ways. Here's a, here's a common example. You might hear of something bad happening to somebody else, and then you worry or you fear that same thing happening to you. Okay, here's a couple examples. A friend of yours or a friend of a friend gets in a car wreck, and you worry about that happening to you or someone you love. A family member dying, a divorce, a close friend turning their back on somebody and betraying them. We hear these different stories and then we start to wonder in our minds, is that going to happen to me? And you, as, as the spiral goes, then our emotions follow and we start to feel uh, this fear. But what I want to do is, is like, am I like the only human here or are you guys track me? Does that ever happen to you? Okay. All right, good. Just making sure I'm like, oh, this is just for me. Somebody else preach. Uh, <laughs> that happens to us, but I, man, I've I been trying to walk with the Lord on just how do I overcome this? And so I'm going to share with you guys a couple of things that have been so helpful for me, but I want you to, I'm going to go back to that original kind of theme verse. It says, we don't have a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and what? sound mind. So the, the playground for the enemy, so to speak, when it comes to fear, is in our minds. 
Okay, you start wondering about and, and wandering or wondering about just things that could happen, the what ifs in life, the what ifs about your family, the what ifs about yourself, the what ifs about your future. You start going there, going there, going there. But I just love that even from this theme verse, he clarifies. No, 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 no. You don't have a spirit of fear, but power. So power to rebuke, love, which Jeremy's going to kind of go into a little bit of that next week. Sound mind. We have a sound mind. A self-controlled mind. And so this tool I'm going to give you guys, this resource I'm going to give you guys this morning, is a way to help you keep your sound mind. Another way to say that from another reference to a verse is how to take captive your thoughts and give them over to Jesus so that you're not ruled by negative thoughts in your mind. Does that sound good to anybody, to not be ruled by negative thoughts in your mind? (laughs) Sounds good to me. Okay, so this is um, something that I've been working with this tool that I'm about to give you. Uh, it's something I've been working with for years. I'm already teaching my children this tool. It's not very catchy, but it's what I do, so I'm going to teach you. All right? It's not even an acronym, but it's four letters. You ready? C-R-D-T. Everybody say C-R-D-T. Stands for confess, rebuke, declare, and trust. If you want to make that into an acronym, go for it. I tried to, but I was like, no, I don't want to stretch this just to be cute. C-R-D-T. That's what we're going with, guys. So figure it out yourself, but confess, rebuke, declare, and trust. What this is is a process that I go through when I have fear that comes into my heart and my mind. Now, listen, this same thing, the same process I would do with like a temptation of lust or a temptation of pride or a temptation of whatever, this, these are biblical principles that um, the Lord invites us into operate in that leads to our health and our freedom. So we're going to confess, rebuke, declare trust, and we're going to go through each of these, and hopefully this will be helpful, and you can practice. Now, when I do CRDT, it usually, like, um, lasts about 15 seconds, but I'm going to take longer than that to explain the process, all right? Uh, But I hope it will be helpful. So confess. Everybody say confess. Okay, the Bible talks about confession of our sin to one another, but what I mean by this, and there's some definitions up there, is quickly and directly tell God what you're feeling, and say it out loud. Do you guys know that God not only allows us, but wants us to be real with him? And let me give you a little little hint. He already knows what you're thinking. (laughs) He already knows what you're feeling. And he cares so much. I just believe some of us in this room need to be reminded of that, or maybe for some of you this is the first time that someone's telling you very directly that even when you're struggling, even with the negative thoughts and emotions, like God cares. He sees. He is a compassionate God, not frustrated God. (laughs) If you look at descriptions of God throughout the word of God, it it doesn't say he's frustrated at his children all the time. He is compassionate. He is caring, and he knows what you feel, even those negative emotions, even, let me keep going on that, even those nasty thoughts, even those things that are not from him, like he knows and he cares, and he wants to, he wants us to bring it to him, Because in him we can find help. In him we can get breakthrough. And he's not, let me say it this way, he's not easily offended. Doesn't matter how how weird the thought is, how evil the thought is, just bring it to God. Because I I don't think we want to agree with those things. Another way that I can say this is, and this is from Ephesians 5, is expose the fear to the light. Here's what Ephesians 5, 11 and verse 13 says. It says, take no part. And the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Now, the context of this passage in Ephesians 5 is talking about life in the flesh versus life in the spirit. But I think the same, so it's talking about a lot of just sin issues. And so that's why it's so important to confess our sin to one another and bring it to the light. But also, the same thing is with fear. 
is, man, we can bring, fear is an unfruitful work. It doesn't bear good fruit in our life, and it happens in the dark. It happens where no one else sees. So we want to bring those things and expose them to the light. And then verse 13 says this, when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. Everybody say visible. Just thinking about this verse, you know, like the devil loves to work in the dark, you know, and, and for us, the application point is when things are only stirring in here or in here where nobody else sees and you don't get it out to the Lord or out to brothers and sisters in Christ, he, still, he has a foothold. He can mess with you a little bit. But when you bring that up to the light, to God and to others, man, there's an opportunity to get breakthrough and get freedom. But visible, let me think about this. Here, this has been so helpful. When I bring things to the light, I begin to see more clearly. I begin to think more clearly. I begin to understand more clearly, is this from you, God, or is this not from you, God? Here's an example. You know, this is a fear that I've wrestled with over the years, getting more and more breakthrough now, praise God. But when Beth would leave the house with some of our kids, there would be a fear that would creep in sometimes that, oh, no, they're going to get in a car wreck. Oh, no, they might die. Oh, no, what could happen to them? And I've learned to bring that and expose that. And let me talk about this visible thing. The more I did this, I started to see better. I started to realize that that little thought in my mind, they're going to get in a wreck, was not Jesus whispering prophetically to me. It was the devil lying to me. You understand? I've never had, and I don't know about you, but I've never had the Holy Spirit speak something that produced an immense amount of dread and fear. He's going to encourage. He's going to strengthen. He's going to build you up. So first thing we want to do is we want to confess. We want to bring things to the light. Let's look at number two, rebuke. So after we confess it, that's awesome. If all you do is confess it to God and have a conversation with him about it, like you're moving in the right direction. But there's another step that I do, and it's similar to what we talked about last week, is we rebuke. We take authority over the fear in Jesus' name. And again, I say out loud as best you can. Now let me comment on this real quick. If you're at a coffee shop in public and you got this fear that comes up, I mean, you can, if you want, just stand up and say, I rebuke that spirit, of, and just shout it. You can, that's fine. That uh, might not be socially accepted. Um, but, you know, the Lord spoke to me something about this. It was just funny. Years ago, I was like, you know, I would rather look like a fool and walk in freedom than try to play it cool and live in bondage. <laughs> you know, I remember sophomore year of college, I had a guy living with me. I didn't know super well. And uh, it was in one of these moments where I was feeling tempted, and I thought I was home alone. <laughs> thought I was. And uh, my door was open still a little bit, and I was going to town, pacing, and just praying, and rebu- rebuking Jesus' name. And I don't know what I was rebuking, but Lord, I take authority over that. And I, all my prayers were not in English. And I was just shouting, and then all of a sudden, I, <laughs> my roommate passes by my door, just kind of like, and goes to, his clo- goes to his room, shuts the door. And we never spoke again. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, anyways... I was just like, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. I, I overcame that temptation that day, praised by the grace of God. And it's worth it that my roommate thought I was an absolute weirdo. <laughs> so I gave an example of there is literally just I rebuke the fear of blank, whatever, whatever that is. I say, I command you to leave in Jesus' name. And have confidence that no matter what the fear might be, no matter how much you feel it, just know that Jesus has power and authority over it. Amen? All right, let's look at the next one. Declare. Everybody say declare. So I'm walking you through a process, I'll confess, I'll just be honest with God, and then I say, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. And then I want to declare a truth or multiple truths from Scripture 
out loud to combat that fear. And I give you a list here of a few declarations that I do, and, and I give you the reference. These are not the exact um, scriptures, but I kind of turn them into statements of truth that I can say that uh, a lot of these are truths about um, what's true for me, but also what's true about God. So there's a couple up there. You can take a picture of that if you want to. But uh, one is I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Another one is no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's from Isaiah 54. God is my fortress, my protector, and my shield. Taken from multiple psalms there. And the last one, God is for me, and who can be against me? From Romans 8. And that last point you see up there is my encouragement to you guys is, is get some declarations now and not just when we're scared or when we're fe fearful. And so what I mean by that is what are some truths that you are going to know? You're, not just in your mind, but in your heart. Things, scriptures that you can memorize, things that you can say out loud, things that you can write on sticky notes and put it on your mirror so that you see it in the morning or put it on your steering wheel somewhere in your car where you are continuing to remind yourself of these truths. These are ones that really speak to me, but you might find others that speak to you. A lot of these are about the power of God and he's going to tear down strongholds. Let's go. I just like that stuff. So if you want to find ones about tenderness and compassion, you're going to go find those verses. They're in there too. Uh, whatever helps you. This, this kind of stuff just stirs me up. And um, what's so cool is all of us can memorize some verses. And all of us can do this and turn them into declarations, even children. Right? In fact, every night before bed uh, with our three older kiddos, we do some declarations. Still working on Ava, our one-and-a-half-year-old. She'll get it one day, you know. But even Arabella, my uh, three-and-a-half-year-old, she's got some declarations down. And listen, it is cute and it's powerful. And um, because it's so cute and powerful, I had to show you. So uh, in just a minute, the team's going to pull up a video, and I just want to give you an example of my three-and-a-half-year-old. He's got some amazing, powerful truths from Scripture that she has memorized because we do these declarations every single night before we go to bed. All right? You guys, you guys ready? Does it sound good? This is cute. Watch out. All right, let's pause right there. Isn't that cute? Now listen, listen. That was cute. But, but sometimes when you're feeling tempted by fear or whatever, it doesn't feel cute. Sometimes you need to let yourself get a little more passionate, a little more animated, and declare these truths even more fervently. So Arabella also has an example of that. So let's just watch this one here. Here we go. Yeah, get it. <laughs> yeah, she was feeling it. Like, no, no demon's going to trample on me today. Let's go. Let's go. I love her. She's so cute. So funny. Only took that about 30 times. Anyways. All right, last one here. We did confess. We did rebuke. We did declare. And this last one here is trust. Uh, worship team, y'all can go ahead and come on up. But everybody say trust. Trust. God is so trustworthy. We can trust him so much. And here's what I mean by this kind of portion. 
is tell God you trust him. And again, for the fourth time, out loud, of course. I always encourage your conversations with the Lord to be out loud because there's power in your words. And when you hear yourself declaring truth, it affects you. <laughs> it affects your mind, your ears, your auditory system, everything. So declare God's truth out loud. So just say, Lord, I trust you with this. Thank him in faith that he's lifting this. And then by his grace, move on. And sometimes, we all know this, fear lingers. You try to get rid of it, try to rebuke it, and it kind of sticks around. Go through the process again. But I would also say, don't, don't keep cycling. <laughs> ask that last point is like, if for whatever reason it's hard to shake, just ask the Lord for something else to think about, even if it's totally random. <laughs> Literally, just like, Lord, I want to think about baseball. You know, whatever, just something totally random. Just ask the Lord to direct your thoughts so that we don't focus in on fear because that's what the enemy would love. It's either continuous spiral, continuous spiral, continuous spiral. Because when we're afraid, we don't make as good of decisions. So hopefully some of this was helpful for you. Confess, rebuke, declare trust. It's, Lord, I just bring this to the light before you. Help me. God, I rebuke that fear in Jesus' name. I declare that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And God, I trust you. I give it to you, Lord. So there you go. I literally just showed you an example. It takes about 15, 10 seconds to kind of go through some of this stuff. And here is my hope and remind you of a verse I read last week um, that just this is what we're going for as we practice this tool and other tools is we want to land in a place of peaceful trust in God. Here's what David said in Psalm 56, verse 3. He says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Let's say that together. Ready, go. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. One more time. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Amen. We're going to respond to the Lord for a minute here. And um, some of our life group leaders are going to come forward in just a second. And what we want to do, we like to close out our services by just responding, not just to the message itself, but responding to what is God doing inside of you. Uh, I just don't think that any of you are here by accident. There's probably some things stirring, some things that you needed to hear this morning. And when we, in a sense, respond to that and go and receive prayer, all we're doing is just adding even more, I guess, grace and strength to what God's doing in our lives to get somebody else to partner with you for breakthrough from that thing that you need breakthrough in. And so if you want to just receive prayer for, hey, help me, like, hey, can you pray for me that I respond better next time fear comes? Or if there's some of you in this room, you've never, you know, you've never decided, I want to give my life over to Jesus. I mean, we took communion earlier today and just thought about his cross and, and his resurrection, and he did that for you. He loves you. He knows you. Um, and he, did, he died for everybody, but in order to partake and receive of this salvation, it is you saying, I trust you, Jesus, and coming before him. And so if you want to put your faith and trust in Jesus this morning, you're welcome to do that. And then also one more unique thing that we did today with some of our staff and our worship team is we spent time before the service and we were just asking God, Lord, is there any specific fears that you want to highlight today that some of us, myself included, might be wrestling with that you want to set us free from, that you want to help us overcome, that you want to deliver us from? And so what that looked like was just silence for a few seconds and we said, Lord, is there anything you want to bring to our mind? And we wait, and if something comes to our mind, we say it, and I wrote a bunch of things down. And in those types of settings, if that's new for you, it's like sometimes we hear God correctly, sometimes not. But our hope and our heart is that this is, turns into be really helpful for you. So I'm about to list off a few things. And if any of these fears apply to you or you know you've been particularly struggling with this, then I want to encourage you 
and urge you, come down here and get prayer. The Lord knows you. He sees you, and he wants you to know that you don't have to be bound by that thing anymore. So here's a couple that came to mind. The fear of failure and the fear of underperforming. Multiple people got that one. The fear of not being in control. The fear of being exposed or the fear of being embarrassed. The fear of an abuser. The fear of harm, whether it's harming yourself or others being harmed. The fear, this came up multiple times, the fear of losing a family member specifically when they are driving somewhere. Like I had mentioned, I've struggled with before. The fear of being stuck in a sin or a fear of the rest of your life and not being set free. Then a couple more uh, unique ones. Fear of neighbors. Sorry if you have bad neighbors. <laughs> fear of neighbors, fear of rejection, fear of chains and things holding you down or physical chains. So if any of those things apply to you, I want to encourage you. Let's go ahead and stand. The uh, life group leaders, you guys go ahead and come on forward and uh, make yourself available up here. But I'm going to pray for us. And again, I know this requires some measure of boldness and have to overcome some fear sometimes to get even prayer for fe- overcoming fear. And, uh, but I'm going to pray for us. And if, and if you want to be a minister too, then we would be so delighted to pray for you and partner with you. All right. So, Lord, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your word. It is living and it is active. And, Lord, I just ask that you would move in this room and minister to our hearts and can break through to us. If any of those things that we mentioned apply to us, Father, I ask you to give us the boldness to come and receive prayer for breakthrough today. Thank you that you're a God that sees us. You're a God that knows every detail of our life, and you are committed to helping us walk in freedom and victory over our fears. And so, Lord, we present our hearts before you, and we ask that you would come and minister to us and break through in us in Jesus' name. Amen. The band's going to lead us in a song, but if you want to receive some prayer, then come on forward, and we want to pray.